welcome to podcast 310 of the five star potential your weekly football manager podcast i'm dupe and on this week's pod i am joined by friday night fm and mad fm welcome gents Hello. allegedly allegedly what Which allegedly part? Gents? gents or the names allegedly i'm here joe and joe and paul yeah there you go uh this week's pod is going to be one for the fm purists we are going to be talking largely about our new saves and how we're going to get updates from myself at ix as well as talking to mad about that famous sacking i have to do like a few pods of mentioning it man and more importantly his new save in milan and also going to chat with joe about what is next up with him right gents i think we just dive straight into this so mad let's talk to you about south vigo and what's happening over in milan you said new save, dupe. You lured me in and said new saves, not old saves, no? You, you read the script. You know what's coming up. It does say, let's dive into it, Joe. And you went with me. So. Yeah, because I want to hear about Celta Vigo. Okay. Celta Vigo did not go well, dupe, as okay, you, you, as you well know. I just wanted to hear it once. Yeah. Just once. That's all I wanted to do. We did a new save at Celta Vigo. I tried a tactic I never used before. Iago Aspas scored 15 goals and I still managed to be 19th uh, at the end of 2022 and got sacked on the 31st of December for poor performance. We were given a 15, sorry, we were given a five game ultimatum. They wanted us to get 10 points, I think it was. God, my memory's terrible. And we were so close, but in the end we were so far. <laughs> Uh, they were easy fixtures as well. Completely bottled it live on stream. Did four streams over the course of about seven hours. And it's the earliest I think I've ever been sacked in Football Manager. Okay. Are you happy? Yes. I'm going to just play that on repeat <laughs> in my ears now. Okay, <laughs> right. In all seriousness, that. we're going to draw a line under the sacking, okay? Because you know me, I love to talk nonsense about these... Se- just repeating jokes all the time, right, Joe? You, you always pick me up on that. Yes, mate. <clears throat> it's hard work, mate, being all these top teams in Europe. <laughs> what, you're talking about me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ajax, City, yeah. United. Yeah, okay. All right, fair point well presented. I mean, I yeah, okay, fair point well presented. Um, so, <laughs> Milan. Talk to us about AC Milan and what's, what's, what's happening down there. Yes, yeah, so the sacking took its toll, dupe. Uh, I'm not going to lie, I was rattled after it. Um, because was you, you know, because you... of the FaceTime, or was it just uh, <sighs> that fucking FaceTime? Did you hear For those of you that don't know, <laughs> dupe FaceTime me just after I got sacked, as did one of my mates who was watching it live. And all I had was dupe, I mean, literally giggling like a little girl at the fact that I'd just been sacked on stream. So much so that I, I got to hold him up on, on screen for everyone to see, and he was buckled over laughing. So, yeah, appreciate the love, dupe, as always. I hope you get sacked at IX. Vengeance will be mine. Milan. Let's talk about Milan. See, I think I was in a place where, you know when you start a new save, and I'm like, you're never really thinking about the next one when you've only just started one. So Celta Vigo never even got going. That I literally had zero plans of what I would do if there was no Celta Vigo. Um, so I took a day to reflect on what a shit job I did at Celta Vigo. And... While I was doing that, it wasn't that far away from the Champions League final, I think, or not too far off. Um, and one of the things I picked up on when I was watching the semi-final of the Champions League was AC Milan played Inter Milan. 
And as I was watching that game live, I was like, hmm, I've never managed either of these teams in Football Manager. I remember you guys had the network save going before. Um, and I couldn't yeah, really Joe, help. Joe was Inter. Have, yeah. Uh, yeah. Back post headers, I think. Sorry, I was just trying to remember that one. Yeah, that was yeah. the one where uh, Dave was Milan, wasn't he? You were Inter. Joe, Joe made an incredible Inter team. Anyway, sorry, you're, you're Milan. This is the one where Dupe had no money at Napoli. That's it, and then cheated to get Dave in the fucking Champions League. I didn't cheat, uh, I helped. Dave yeah. cheated, he took my cheat, but I helped Dave. For making yep. me out to be the bad guy, I helped him. Collusion. But if Dave wouldn't have got Champions League, he wouldn't have carried the save on, and then we wouldn't have played another season. Imagine if you could take that save forward to FM24. Uh, no, I, I'd, I'd just like to take any network save for you on to FM24, Joe. Go on, Matt. Network saves and, and quizzes. Network saves hang on, and hang quizzes. On. I, hang on, Things Matt, shut up. One second. Did you say and, and you? No. You and Madge do a network save. Oh, no. Should we fuck? Go on, Matt. I can <laughs> barely tolerate him for an hour or a week. Yeah, 100%. More. Yeah. He doesn't want to listen to me for that long. So, Pardon? Champions League semi-final. Um, one of the things I spotted was, between those two teams, they weren't really stacked uh, with like a whole lot of Italian players, and in particular, kind of Milan-based players. And that's when I actually started looking into research. Now, you, uh, we don't need to talk about Northern Boys, but you know I have an affinity for homegrown saves and saves that have little little laws and rules and uh, and constraints. And once the Celta Vigo save kind of finished, I started looking into that a bit further. And I spotted that over the course of the two legs of that Champions League final between AC Milan and Inter Milan, only one specific player actually had been born in Milan, like actual Milan-born couple that were you know not far off at like 20k outside of the Milan uh, as a city and you know in my mind like you know you're thinking back to the great Milan teams and I'm always like thinking of oh, Milan unbelievable players Maldini Baresi Costa Curta all that kind of stuff and then I kind of was just thinking that's not really been a big thing over the last 10 years 15 years like Milan have won leagues and have had unbelievable players but majority of them are coming from either you know other parts of Italy or more probably predominantly outside of Italy so because I had such fond memories of the atrocities that were northern boys of FM22 I thought hmm maybe we could do something here to try and remedy this or make it worse and that's where I landed with going back to the region air uh, kind of concept so the region air is I suppose the, the, the name I kind of put on this whole save idea of creating a regional team um, similar to what Athletic Bilbao do for anyone that doesn't know uh, that's what I did with Newcastle last year, got them relegated, <laughs> um, but managed not to get sacked. And the whole idea is that we're going to do it again with Milan this time around. Um, so long story short, it's a type of homegrown save, but we're basically putting Milan in the middle and we've got a 50 kilometer kind of a radius around Milan. So in any of the players that we sign and staff, by the way, um, have to be born, kind of raised within that circle around Milan. So basically within that catchment area. Um, now that is tight. So one other uh, additional kind of concept that we've added is that we can also sign players who've come through an academy within the same region. That allows you to look at any player who's come through the academy at Inter Milan, AC Milan obviously, Atalanta, uh, Monza is another one, and Como. There's a couple of clubs that just fall outside of it, Bresky being a big one. Um, and I think another one would be Genoa. But I'm pretty happy in terms of we want to make it really Milan focused. And the whole idea is basically signing players who are from the region or who came through academies within the region. And if we can get a bit of longevity out of the save, it's really about trying to produce some really, really 
banging new gens from that area. And to do that, then you're kind of looking at trying to invest money around the region, boost some of the smaller clubs around the region so you can kind of steal some of their young players as well as produce our own. And um, really kind of, I suppose, way up in terms of Milan or local staff, head of youth development, all of the under-18s, under twenty staff, the scouts. Um, we've got Paolo Maldini still at the helm. I know he's left now in real life, but at the start of FM 23, he's still there. As is my boy Sandro Tonali. Um, he hasn't moved to Newcastle yet because we're we're rocking the standard database. And he was born, not in Milan, but just outside it. So I think it's about 20, 30 kilometers away. He's unbelievable, but I'm sure I'll talk about him in a moment. I was very impressed to, uh, I was sat, we were actually, I think me and Joe were sat in the stream yesterday watching. Mm. And um, I I like to do admin. I love doing squad admin. Uh, I do it normally off stream. Sometimes I do it on stream and I find it very difficult to portray that into an exciting way on stream. You managed to find a new way of making, <coughs> picking staff members even more dull. To go through and pick staff members where they've born in that 50 kilometer radius is insane. Like, it's insane, man. Did you do the same with your northern boys one for the staff members yeah for so the we staff basically, members as well yeah you do two things and it's really annoying we talked about it yesterday first of all you have to set up your player search filter and and there's no real way around it you have to plug in basically all the place names from that region i've got 80 of them now to be fair it's a 20 minute job but with the player search filter and the staff search filter you can't replicate it you can't use the same one because technically they're two different search engines in game so you have to do it twice uh, but once you plug it in for the staff one, it, it is an interesting one because you're like, oh shit, now I'm limited on the quality, the standard of the staff I can bring in. And again, like, it's not for everyone, right? But we talk about this a lot. FM can get stale. Sometimes it can be too easy, you know, especially if you're managing all the big clubs in Europe. <clears throat> you know, you are. And uh -huh. um, moving on. It is another way of like playing the game differently, putting in some of those self-imposed rules. And like, Bilbao do this in real life. They don't do it with the staff because they've, you know, they've had different managers come in, like Bielsa was manager at Bilbao, for example. Um, but as a concept, it's interesting when you're just looking at that region, you're limiting the ability to go and sign all the standard FM Wonder Kids. And you're really like trying to, you're, you have to make some smart decisions. So for example, we're kicking off season one now. And I've given myself two seasons to kind of clear the decks. At Newcastle, we did five. Um, but that was more so because this is a, that was a pre-Saudi Newcastle. So, there was no money, reputation was low. I think, you know, that's probably why we got a bit more time out of it. This one, because we're already going to, we're already in the Champions League. Milan have just won the league when you load up FM23 as well. Um, we have players like Rafa Leao, uh, Teo Hernandez, Ben Esser, um, guys who we could sell for quite a lot of money. But equally to that, you have to make some smart decisions because the board are expecting me to be Milan of, the Milan who are defending champions going into the Champions League. So it would be easy to go and just sell everyone, make about three or 400 million and then buy all the players you need. But balance is really important there um, because I just, you just don't want to get sacked too soon from past experiences. <laughs> so why, why the, the 50K? Like why not bigger? Why not smaller? Why not make it even just Milan itself? What, is it because this, the pool wasn't that big? The pool, yeah, the, the pool for Milan specific. Like, so what we're talking here is I mean, look, you can be born within 15K of London and say you're from London, right? And, and, and my Italian geography is, is only what it is. 
Um, when you actually say, show me all the players who were born in Milan, and you do that in the player search filter, literally a couple of hundred players and a very, very low quality. Um, and I, I would guess, you know, not knowing the city too well, having never been there, like I think a lot of the football that happens near Milan and around Milan is is quite regional because, you know, the city is probably pretty built up and very commercial and so on. Um, and when you start to look at some of the players who were basically like from nearby, um, it you know, you're, you're looking at some of those towns. As I said, Como, Como and Monza are there. Um, there's a few bigger towns um, spread around that region. Bergamo falls into it, for example. That's the Atalanta um, city as well, who have ridiculous numbers of players produced, um, which is crazy when you compare the two. And uh, so one of the options I had was to do the Lombardy region. So Lombardy is like the province or the state or whatever that Milan would belong to. But I really wanted to have Milan in the middle of it all. Uh, so that's why we kind of got the map, basically. It's like getting a compass, putting the point of it in Milan, like an old school school compass, and drawing a circle around. And um, that basically has allowed us to basically capture all the cities, towns, places within that within that catchment area, basically. Yeah, I'm just having a little look now. There's not many big big teams local, is it? There is, really no, there's f- five main teams that are, you would say, high level. Like, uh, as I said, the two Milan teams, you've got Atalanta, you've got uh, Monza, you've got Como. Um, there's a lot of smaller teams in that region. Um, and interestingly, Milan are already affiliated with quite a lot of them. Um, they had 35 affiliates when I loaded up the save, but a good half right. of them were not from that region. So I kind of just binned them off immediately. And what we're going to do then is try and we we did this in the Newcastle save last year. We were looking at clubs like Blythe Spartans and South Shields, and I was pumping money into them because I was selling loads of big name players and not really able to spend the money, being really honest, because we were only buying buying Northeast players. We gave like the likes of South Shields and Blythe Spartans like twenty million over the course of three seasons. These were just tiny clubs. And what we were hoping to do is boost their reputation. We saw South Shields climb up like three leagues during that save. So we might try and do something similar here um, because whatever we can get out of them, if we can benefit them, the idea is that we hopefully benefit from it because we'll steal any of their new gens that they produce uh, well, because they fall in the catchment area. Handy. Yeah, yeah, that's handy. So I'm assuming if you're selling all these brilliant players and buying younger, not so brilliant players, you're going to have a lot of budget left over. Are you hoping to kind of plow that into your facilities, trying to up that? Or are you hoping to overpay for some of these local players so then, you know, that helps them out as well? Yeah, definitely a mix. Like, um, Milan's facilities are already pretty good. But that said, again, the youth production hasn't been outstanding. If you really think about it, if you start looking into it, um, like, definitely, they have not produced a player like Maldini since. You know, not even close. Um, that, that would so be quite difficult, to be fair. Right? It would. In fairness, it <laughs> would. He's a bit of a good. one-off. But, <laughs> but not even close to that level of reputation or anything like that. If you, if you, you know... And, you know, I talk about that Inter versus AC Milan game. The the only player from Milan in that game was Fede DiMarco, the left back, and who's who's been coming on leaps and bounds. Um, so, like, yeah, we, we will end up selling these players over the course of those two seasons and bringing in a shit ton of cash. But there are some players we'll have to splash out on. And one of them we were looking at on stream yesterday was uh, was Scalvini, who I know Joe Joe's is, has, a, has a fondness for. Big fan. Big fan of Scalvini. AC, um, sorry, AC Milan. Atalanta, when I went to make some inquiries, they want 60 million for Scalvini. Dude's 18. Do you know what I mean? So we're going to have to pay to bring in that player because we need that player in this save, you know, for the long run. Um, Bastoni also falls into this one. He's probably going to cost about 60, 70 million. 
um, uh, probably the biggest, um, let's call it the, the Mount Everest of target signings for this save is going to be Donnarumma, right? He's, I think, if not at the beginning, pretty quickly in the in FM23, he becomes the highest value player in the game, which is crazy, right? He's a goalkeeper. Wow. Um, but he's valued like 150 million. So I'm going to need all the cash I can get, I think. Um, and obviously, yeah, once we sell... Because there's a lot of players worth 20, 30, 40 million as well. We'll build all that up, try and bank it. And we've got to sign those players, you know, within two or three seasons. Wow. Sounds like you've got a hell of a challenge on. Uh, Joe, I mean, we had some fun watching him yesterday and, and kind of taking the mickey out of the, the slow process. It's going to be, it's something that I'm assuming you, you're interested in. You love those sorts of saves, right? No. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, a lot of old shit. No, to be <laughs> fair, when I was actually listening to the last podcast, and I was actually listening, and when he said about, you know, he'd done it with Angers, learned loads about French football, done it with Newcastle, learned how to win with the editor, and now he's doing it in <laughs> Milan, I kind of get it that it actually makes you learn about regions. You know, it's not only, obviously... You know, geography and locations and things like that, but also about players. And there'll be players that you look at that you would have never thought about signing before. So it's it, part of it is interesting. You know, I'm just waiting till next week when he's got a sack. <laughs> There's my yeah, vote confidence. Or who's your who's your manager this time? Manager, Polo. Uh, sorry, your chairman. Oh, I can't remember the chairman's name. Maldini is like the technical Chicken Milanese or something like that. <laughs> Unsackable mad. No, we've not done that this time around. Promise you, Joe. Promise. Nah, you, you should be right. It's a, it's a good little narrative. I actually really like the the Geordie one where you was pumping money into the local like the local mm. teams as well. Just trying to kind of obviously the better new gens that can come through from those teams give you a better opportunity of signing players later on. And this is yeah, one of the most, if you get that um, far. Yeah, it's one of the more mysterious areas of me. Like, I've done this in a few saves, trying to influence youth intakes in terms of, obviously, quality being one thing, but nationality as another thing. And I'm I'm kind of hoping, like, it, it went okay in new, uh, in the Northern Boys safe. We had a lot of local players coming through, but they were all shit. I'm Who just was the lad the... that you tried to sign for ages? Because when I was listening to the podcast, I thought you were going to mention him. Because you had a guy at Sunderland that you wanted, and you this couldn't get him for a long yeah, time, wasn't yeah. it? That was a new gen. He, um, oh, I think his name was John Wright. He but he was a Sunderland at, fan though, right? Yeah, he was like Sunderland mercenary through and through. It took us like four or five seasons before I was able to get him. We were doing the whole pursuit, Joe, which you know very well. Um, and it, it, he was just digging in and he wasn't having any of it. Even at the point where we got promoted back to the Premier League and Sunderland were still down in the championship, he wouldn't move. That's really interesting then because flip over to this save. And I mentioned Federico DiMarco. So I got a bid in from Man City for Teo Hernandez, uh, 60 million up front. Uh, so we went and took it. That's cheap chips, in, by the way. I can't get for less is. than 200 at the moment. It probably is. But look, I um, I was haggling with Man City. Right. They were when you're selling players, it ain't the same as when you're no, buying. No, no, I know, I know. Yeah. So it's definitely not the same. So we went in for Freddie DiMarco. If you open his profile, look at his information, he is an Inter fan. It's his favorite club. So I was thinking, not a hope. But I went and asked the agent and he was like, hmm, he'd be interested. Now, I assume it's because Inter won, or, uh, sorry, AC Milan won the league last season and th there must be something there, but he doesn't give a shit. 
bet, I bet if you had a look, I bet there's quite a crossover of players that have played for both clubs. There is absolutely like Seydorf yes, has done. It, I, I don't think it's as although like you've got the ultras and it is quite partisan. I don't think it's as territorial. Mm. You know, Same even like when, well, even yeah. when you think of well, yeah, but I don't think that really makes a difference. But you look at Real Madrid and Barcelona. Mm. You know the play the the players that have played for both. You know, just Figo and Ronaldo as two of them straight away. Yeah, you know that it's not unheard of. Whereas I think in English football, especially, it's very partisan, isn't it? Like you know, City and United. And, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean when they, I mean Pochettino going Spurs and Chelsea is kind of that's that's kicking off a little bit. And then obviously, if Harry Kane was to go to to Chelsea, that would probably kick off. Look at Saul. Um, was it like Saul Campbell went from um, Tottenham well, to Arsenal? Yeah. And he well, was yeah. Like, I mean, he was vilified, ruckus. but he yeah. is also... Saul Campbell. He... he mm, not sure. Prefer not to speak. <laughs> William Gallas, he was another one. Mate, he deserved it, though. He wore number 10. He did. He did wear number 10. That is very true. Well, so, yeah, anyway, um, it's a good start. We... A couple of streams in and... I haven't started the campaign yet. Obviously, there's a lot of admin in this. Um, but I do get a lot of guys who are... I think what a lot of people like is that it's different and it makes you want to try something different, especially when we're in like July of an FM cycle. Uh, if it goes really well, who knows? We could test out carrying a save over, eyes emoji. Um, more likely, it won't go too well. <laughs> and it gets I'll be completely honest. If we're sat here and the, game, the new game's released and you're still the manager at Milan... I think you deserve to take it over, but I don't think you will be. Be interesting to test it. Be interesting. We'll see. So we yeah, that's where shall. we are. Uh, Il Regionaire. I also have a little blog about it. I'm going to be blogging it mostly and then streaming in between, I guess. Um, Only when the, the wife's not there, I guess. Yeah, on the side. yeah true. Always Fantastic. True. Okay, Maddles, we're going to move on for that. Thank you so much. Though. It is it is interesting and I enjoyed it as much as I take the mickey. I did actually enjoy the stream. Uh, and we, we, You know, it's good. Um, Obviously, the link to that will be in the description. Joe. Spain, Hello, we are graced with your presence. Talk to us about Spain. Last time you were on, we were talking about Valencia and how things were going. Well, how is Valencia? Yeah, it's good, mate. I, I basically started this save off only signing players within a 50-mile region, like uh, radius of <laughs> Valencia. Um, it's something that I've been inspired to do. It's an original idea. Um, but no, in all seriousness, um, I started that Valencia save because obviously they are financially ruined. Um, everyone's favourite owner, Peter Lim. Um, but, but again, it's that old FM thing. I played it. I played a season, nearly won the league, like literally oh. going into the last three games. With Valencia, I had about 10 players and Cavani had scored about 30 goals. And I was like, this, it wasn't in, it didn't challenge me how I thought it would challenge me. And then I'm thinking, uh, now I'm going to get to the end of this season. I'm, I'm still going to have no money. You know, a bit of dupe bingo there. Oh. But I can finish third with a nothing squad. Yeah. And I was like, oh, can I, can I be bothered? And then you had all the Vinicius Junior stuff and like Valencia. It's bad enough that, you know, they're kind of, the fans hate the ball and everything like that. And then it was just like, do you know what? What a, what a shitty club, mate. That's why Villarreal is so good. Um, so I decided to take David Villa and move on to Pastures New to a Juventus team that had basically been docked 15 points in-game 
Um, obviously, this from the database when they had been docked 15 points, they finished outside of the Champions League. And I just thought, do you know what? You know, why not go from one absolutely ruined club to another one? And but this one obviously has the a potential. You know, they, I think I had 98 players cool. in the, like in the squads um, to start with. Massive, like three and a half million pound a week wage budget. You know, absolutely. They're they're in 250 odd. I mean, the, the debt was actually very similar to Valencia. But the amount of money that they turn over and obviously you can generate is massive compared to Valencia. But I thought, as they're outside the Champions League, um, as I showed you boys just before we started here, my only task is to avoid relegation next season. Yeah, interesting. So I've I've kind of penned pen the save as Svendita, Svendita, I think, which was mm. I checked with the armchair gaffer on Twitter and he said that does translate to fire cell or clearance cell. Um, I just thought it sounded quite nice. Yeah. Um, I'd been watching um, kind of Imola all weekend, and it was I had a bit of Italian going on, had a spaghetti bolognese, you know. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to go in there and have a massive clear out of players. Um, silly, silly things like, you know, Chesney, 200 grand a week. You weren't even good at Arsenal. Um Obviously, Pogba's there, Vlahovic, um, Chiesa. Like they, they've got a lot of players. And there was players like Locatelli, Paredes that were being bought in. Moise Keane was coming in on, on a permanent transfer. So it's like, although I've tried to get rid of a lot of players pre-season and not bought a lot in, I'm kind of going to myself, I might spend the season trying to get rid of them, like trying to get rid of Artemelo. Um, he just didn't. I couldn't get rid of him anywhere, even like paying half his wages and things. Clubs were just coming in saying, yeah, we'll loan him, but we're not going to pay anything towards it. And I was like, no, that's not how this works. Um, I tried to get rid of Kostic. Um, He wouldn't leave. Weston McKenney, even though he's only on 50 grand a week, I didn't really want him in the squad, you know, dirty leads. Um, But again, no one would take him. And that was, again, trying to get get him out on the cheap. Um, I tried to get rid of Chesney and... Roma came in with a loan bid with an option to buy, covering 80% of his wages. I'm like, yeah, let's go for it. He rejected them. Then Milan come in, done a similar thing. He rejected them. Oh. I was like, great. So you're here on 200 grand a week till your contract Crazy. runs out, Crazy. which is fine, you know, not a problem. Um, and that's pretty much what I've got. And if they're not going, I'm just going to use this season. I'll keep them in and around the squad. And just fill them out as and when I can. Um, I don't think who have I bought in uh, a young goalkeeper from Bari that looks quite good. I th- I don't, did I recommend him to you, Duke? Maybe. Uh, no, probably not Bari because Cap- Caprile I can't... or I can't remember. I can't remember who I who I. I mentioned him to someone the other day. He looks a good little young He's Italian right, keeper, and um, I finally have got um, Fresneda. The right back oh, the from right Valladolid. Back. Yeah, I've, I haven't had him in this FM. And at Valladolid, he was like, I've paid five million plus two and a half million in add-ons for him. Um, but I didn't have a right back because, I, as I say, if, if anyone came in, I was selling them all. So I was like, and I literally had played Torino in the first game. I was like, oh, I haven't got a right back. <laughs> I haven't. I literally haven't squad planned at all. I've just like, I'm just selling everybody and I'll just promote people from the youth teams just to get this season 
done and out of the way. <laughs> You'd be like, oi, Chesney, you're on 200k a week. You're playing fucking right back, dude. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I definitely wouldn't be playing him right back. Um, I mean, that's where you're going with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of players in there. But the midfield's stacked, as I say. Um, but they've got some really good young midfielders coming through. So I'm like, they're probably going to be the players I kind of start building around. And I kind of don't really want to be paying. I want to be kind of going, yeah, a good player is on like 50, 60 grand. Maybe have a couple of players that are on a little bit higher than that. But I looked at signing Igor from Fiorentina. You know, he's been massively linked with Brighton at the moment as a left-sided centre-half. And I thought, well, he plays in Italy. Could be good, you know, left, and he's left-footed as well. And he's like, yeah, transfer-wise, 17 million, not, not horrendous. But he wants like 140 grand a week. So I was like, Pfft, Igor can do one. Um, obviously, I've looked at Scalvini, Coppola, Vitti. Mm. Even Vitti wanted like 150 grand. And like, I, I like him as a left-sided defender. So I, I might have to kind of spend a little bit to get a, a half-decent Italian centre-back. Like, whenever I think of Italian saves, I always think defensive first. Like I love make, building that structure of like a solid defensive platform and then go forward. Um, but like Vlahovic is on a 230 grand a week, I think. Um, but I haven't really got another striker at the moment. So I'm kind of like, no one came in for him, so I can keep him for a season, let him bag some goals for us. And then, yeah, just really see how it goes. I, I haven't played FM for a long time. Keep kind of scratching the little itch of playing it. And it's more about breaking it all down and then building it back up. And then the actual play in the games is the bit that doesn't in, interest me that much because it's all very repetitive patterns of play and you know it's partly my own fault because i just put my gomez tactic in and that you know you're going to see the same patterns of play if you're playing the same tactic and i fucking can't be asked to build a tactic to be honest at the moment um but yeah so far so good so out with valencia in with juventus you're almost like director of footballing it to an extent, sure, right? I know mate, been talked about this before. I right? love that. I'd done this yeah. with Herb, right? We literally, yeah. he'd done a West Ham save. He would upload the file. I would go and do all the transfers, and then he would play with the team that I created for him. Uh, that's perfect for me. I'd yeah, love to be nice. director of football manager. Do you want to come in at Ajax? No. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I mean, he, he, he likes some taking stupid over. restrictions on. He likes taking over broken clubs. Give me a week and I'll have Milan ready for you. Yeah. Um, I think, Joe, like the squad planning, in the, is, there's so much arguably waste in this team, right? There's just a big random collection of players. Um, just some, as you said, like really good youth players that are there in Juventus. Like you mentioned, I think you mentioned the squad planner. Like, are you actually planning to even go near it? I'd love to see you try and actually use the squad planner. It works. Effectively. There's, there's, nothing, and, there's and, nothing wrong with a squad planner. It works. It's just it just takes it takes away an element of football manager that I've always enjoyed, which is no, putting production. it down on pen and paper, putting oh, it on yeah. a spreadsheet, like doing creating your own mm. squad planner. You know, and True this this goes back. I mean, we're we're doing origins. I'll I'll probably do one, but I, I remember being in senior school, high school, and. I would literally be going in like dot matrix printer used to be able to print squads out on a dot matrix printer from championship manager. And I'd go in and literally it'd be like an English lesson and we'll be going around each other's squads. Like oh, I'll transfer him to him. This is the bid I want you to put in. And like I'd go home and I'd be making those transfers for people. Like it wasn't, there was no network save. It was 
I'd go home and play this save. It was a bit like fantasy football, you know. And I'd go and put the bids in and do, and I, and I absolutely loved that. But the squad plan, the squad plan absolutely works as a visual. I, I have, and again, I've used it, but not used it to its full capability. But I certainly have gone in and gone. Yeah, these are the players. Just make sure you know everyone fits where they fit. But other than that, that's kind of what a bit of pen and paper was for me, you know. Mm. And what you can't write in that squad planner so much is, oh, I've just signed this right back from Valladolid. I want to improve his crossing. I want to do this. I want to do that. Whereas you can just jot that down. Like, don't forget to do this. Yeah. And I know you can use the notepad in the game and things like that. But again, it's the part of football manager is the escapism that everyone loves to do their own thing. Like, you know, you're doing the postcode lottery and I like to <laughs> write stuff down. That's just kind of how it is. I, I mean, I literally opened the notebook yesterday to start writing it and I just, like, I've got it here next to me. And I was going through and I was like, right, Valladolid 21-22, 23-24, Newcastle 22-23, Saving Spurs 22-23, Brighton 22-23, Villarreal 22-23. I mean, I'll tell you, mate, look. Love it. Uh, who's this? West Ham, twenty-two, twenty-three. Hang on, you'll see that there. And then, like as I'm going through, I start. I get Villarreal, and that's when it starts getting really geeky. Like how I write stuff down. Like I'll show you two pages quickly. This is really good for our listeners. Okay, so like squad planner. Yeah, all my positions nice. there, and then I'm writing down development players, transfers out, targets and recommendations. What uh, what is player development? So, like, goalkeeper, Nicola Orientali, agility and balance, attacking movement, crossing, penalty shooting. Like, I'm writing down what I want these players to do, you know, because that's and that, how but I like play I said, that's how, you've, that's how you've done it for Forever. 25 Forever. years. It doesn't, doesn't matter what feature goes in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'll get that when we, when we do it. Kind of from day dot, I've always written it down. Mm. So, the squad planner is perfect because they're, like everything, you pick an iPhone up and you you go on Google and see what the iPhone has replaced in life. You know, it's replaced so many things. And football managers, they're just moving on with the times and going, you know, a squad planner is what people have. Like, they're just making it all encompassing, all, all in, you know, integrated into the game, which is absolutely fine. And hopefully it gets better. I'd love to use it in my save as well because obviously we know, like I know probably some of the, like we've already started looking at like some of the academy players around the region. There's like 16, 17 year olds. So I might try to to dabble in that, like with from a targets perspective, and see can I like I, it's tricky to bring them all in. I know there's certain constraints, but to look at like you know for example, um, Demarco will be our left back for the next probably six seasons if I survive. Someone else <laughs> is going to need to be there because we're so limited on who we could sign. But could you imagine if if your squad planner and obviously we don't know what's coming next and we can always ask on the forums for you know ideas and etc but like your squad plan if you went right this is these are the players that i'd actually want in three years time like that'd be my ideal squad and your director of football whoever you've got there is like at a time when a player might be unsettled or it's the perfect time to go in like with your board and you're going right that's that's what you want in three years time like we go and get them if they're available mm. like rather than it just you know you could miss you can miss out on things because you you're not looking kind of twenty four seven and I just think like there's there's little bits that they could add to the game like that's that's what I think is my ideal team and if there's the opportunity like the board can come to you and go look 
you've you've got an A star or an A plus rating, we're going to go out and buy that player for you because you've you've delivered for us, and it'd be like outside of your scope type type of thing. I think like all things like that would be pretty cool. Yeah, especially with youth players, like it's very hard to. Oh, you even mentioned a few weeks ago, like a a, a new gen just turns up out of nowhere yep. and is is oh, first them, team. The magic new gens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, what you'd love is like your. I mean, two things in my mind. One, kind of what you said that the director of football is like, you've got this guy playing as a Secondo Volante. You say you want this in three years. There's a guy over at, you know, fucking whoever, like Levante, and he's exactly what you may need. And then off you go. And the other one I'd love to see more of is like doing that with your own uh, youth intake. So like, again, using my save an example, if I'm going to be wanting a future fucking, I don't know, Tonali, that we could really have that plugged in so like we're trying to actually bring through more dms because like you get it i'll get a, a youth intake that will probably give me three strikers and four left backs you know when i really want to be influenced you know let's say by having two defensive midfielders in my tactic we all can wish and hope and pray yeah i mean it's one of them isn't it it's it's so difficult to try and i mean i've never used the squad planner much at all very much like joe i'm a, I, but i i can't write right so i have to use a spreadsheet but if only there was some sort of way that I love the idea that you could have that planner, Joe, almost like the shortlist and, and somebody goes, look, this guy, he's on your shortlist. He's in that planner. That's such a good idea. Have you written that on the forums? No. Matt, can you do that for us, please? I'm, I'm actually thinking about this, how I've written this out for like previous saves and things. I'm thinking, you know, they're, they're talking about changing this UI. Like you have like a dashboard. Yeah. You can put in what you want there and i know you can on certain bits on the home page yeah. mm -hmm. imagine like you can put have your squad planner up in one bit you can have transfer targets you can have like you can just basically have widgets all over the place on your home screen of what you want yeah yeah just literally make it fully customizable or that you pretty much only have to look at the home screen like to continue through not have to keep going in different places yeah Crikey. it's kind of like shortcuts but it's all visually there for you as well and that's your that's your space yeah that's cool forums yeah no I, I just I'm just yeah, really thinking yeah, I'm just thinking about like that really opens a massive possibility out for what what could come and what you could do and like you said it's uh, it's pretty good it's pretty good good idea you're always good with ideas though Joe you're hey, the ideas I, I, was, I was listening to Jack talking about yeah, oh, we don't know what's coming for FM24 how he might not like FM25 because people don't like change I'm like, yeah, obviously you can tear the UI up and make it different, but that's always how people when they go, oh, they need to add more. Like, what can you add to Football Manager that's not in Football Manager? Yeah. Like, what is there? What What else would you like to do to be more like a Football Manager's job? Because people, they do press conferences two or three times a week, and people hate press conferences. Yeah. We could yeah, Dave has yeah. a part of this episode. They, we want to watch training, but apart yeah, from that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> training. It's one of those things, isn't it? Would would the majority of football managers players do more training if it was different? Like, would they be? I mean, if you have things like patterns of play and that, like you could test patterns of play. Yeah, fair enough. Like, but you're only going to be testing it against your reserves or your attack versus defense and things like that. But yeah, you might want to watch that. But how how long would you be doing that for when you've created a tactic and you want to try something? You know, there's that potential, like set piece creator. 
like so you're what you're going to do visually see what it does i know like if people are saying about being able to put players wherever you want make them be able to make certain runs and things yeah that that would be cool but moreover than that like you know unless it's my thing of having a vr headset and you're standing on the touchline <laughs> like, what what more we'll be we'll be old old men by the time we can see that happening I think. mate that'd be sick could you imagine that <laughs> like that's your view is that you watch it from the manager's eyes oh oh that'd be mental that would be absolutely mental. No, but not, but not be funny like if you look at pro evo and things like that like that you can watch that game you know that's the graphic capabilities of games why couldn't you do it Mm. Yeah, I don't think I don't think other than you know people having the capability to do it on their PCs and things like that, but having that option, how good would that be? It would also oh, right. be a big like change in terms of what you can and can't see. Do you know, a manager can't actually see like no. the aerial view of all eleven players and, and how exactly. they're shifting left and right and so on. And that's so why it's it, called football yeah. manager, yet you don't watch it like a football manager. Unless you're getting a football manager who gets sent off a lot and you're up in the Yeah, stand. or a football manager that sits up in the stands. Yeah. But again, it's, I've always said that realism, mm. It's you're you're doing the job as a football manager, yet you don't actually watch the game like a manager. Yeah. All ahead of yeah. us. You're not, you watch, yeah, you're right. You, don't, you do, don't you? You watch no, it no, like no. a... You, effectively, you watch it like a fan or you're like yeah. watching it on TV. Tracksuit oh, yeah, manager. I mean, the camera's called fucking TV. Like, you know, yeah. it literally is. You know, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think that would be like insane. I mean, my wife would think I'm absolutely ridiculous. Already, got, kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah. To be fair, she does. <laughs> you're probably not far wrong from that, but like, yeah, it's it's pretty cool, though, isn't it? That would be like, how quickly for, would for it be before you pre-order a fucking headset the minute that comes dropped? Scope shots with water bottles in the changing room. <laughs> just fucking launching like just walking in 200 yeah. xp for a headshot do you get, you get you get to have the the pitch side view of the goalkeeper doing the cartwheel when you win the league yeah true <laughs> you get you get Love sent it. off and you have to do a marco silver and go stand in the tunnel and watch from the tunnel do a fergus um a venga it's just stuck just stand up there do, a do the paulo, just, pa- just paulo de, do the paulo <laughs> de canio Look, sliding down the i've already made like you these. more excited about manager view than i have any future edition of the game so look there you go we're gone we're so all you have to do yeah. manager view dupe there you go dupe ix tell us about ix what do you want to know about ix mate um apart from the fact Everything. that i am manager at ix uh yeah another new save who would have fucking thought it? I, I don't understand what's going on at the moment, but I'm just, I just can't stay in a save. So we, we did the United save and we won the Champions League. We beat, we beat Man City in the final five one, and the idea of the save was to kind of overtake City, and that was enough for me to say, look, we beat him in the Champions League final. That's enough for me, and I, I got a bit bored of it. Uh, I could, there was a bit of crap going on with the database. I think I referenced it yesterday, last pod about the fact that I couldn't have an assistant manager and. Mm. It's very strange. I mean, I am still playing it offline. I'll be honest. I've just tried to buy Mbappe after we were talking about Mbappe before the before the <laughs> podcast. Uh, so I decided to move on. Now, I'm glad Joe's here because we, me and Joe had a, a chat about a sport and save I was doing offline a while ago, right? And we said about, I said to Joe, I said, I want to do something different, but how do I make it hard, like harder? And he was like, well, just, just don't sign anyone from the top five leagues. I was like, oh, great idea. So I went in at Sporting. Uh, I simmed the season and Southampton, Leicester, 
uh, I think Juventus even got relegated. Juventus, yeah, said, Juventus yeah. got relegated. Yeah. Like, there was a load of teams that got relegated. So I just went and just poached all these players from all of there. And like, we, I built an amazing team and I just got bored. And I was like, wow. And Joe was like, well, no, I meant like the whole of the leagues, like just not just the top league. So when I had to decide a new save, I decided to go back so to Ajax. Cheating again. That's what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, I was. Playing uh, the I, system. I, well, yeah, I mean, I, I went on a technicality. So I decided to go in at Ajax play the total dupe ball system very similar to what we played in the past and see if we can get that working again because that's just it joe talks about patches of plays previously and pl just loading an old tactic in the patches of plays that's easy for me to say that comes with this system is just so exciting to watch uh, and it makes it very very interesting so i decided to, to run with that again but we did decide to try and make it very a bit harder for us and not having to sign anyone and everyone so yeah, top five nations. If they play in England, France, Germany, Italy, or Spain, we cannot sign them. Like, we cannot touch them, even if they're in the lower divisions. For example, we currently have Lorenzo Luca, uh, football manager, Wonder Kid. Uh, was it last year he was the Wonder Kid, or was it actually this year that he was a Wonder Kid? Last year. Last year. Yeah, last last year. year six foot seven, all six foot seven. I mean, Joe knows I love a near post header or a far post header. So he's, he's scored 28 goals in, in the Air Divisi in 21 games. So he's been awesome, right? He's on loan from Pisa. Pisa in Serie B. The problem with that is, is we don't have a future fee, mandatory future fee negotiated. We have an optional one, but we don't have a mandatory one. I can't sign him at the end of it. I have to let him go back. So it's really put, made it very difficult for us to, to, to open up it and kind of go and sign anyone and everyone. What we have also done is we disabled the first transfer window. So... I couldn't just go in and bring all these new players in. I had to deal with what was left after Ten Hag left and took uh, Martinez, he took Anthony and other players have left the club. So it has made it a little bit harder. The first half of the season was, was pretty tough, having to play with what we had. Uh, we had some strange results in some places. We did quite well in the Champions League. We beat Napoli, we beat Tottenham. Uh, we actually qualified for the next round. And then the transfer window opened and we just seemed to sell so many players um, that we just didn't need to use anymore. For example, Tadic went, um, we managed to sell a couple of the youngsters who were wingers and with the total Duke ball system, we have a back three, we have two inverted wing backs, I have a roaming playmaker, a shadow striker and three strikers. I have no wingers, I have no use for wingers, so we were just selling a lot of these wingers um, and we managed to generate quite a lot of money, so we were able to go and buy quite a lot of talent. Right. And it was very interesting for me. I mean, I'm talking to some of these teams. So we bought from Shakhtar, we bought from Santos, RB Salzburg, uh, we bought some Red Star, Orlando City, Velez, Fanabache, teams that I would never normally sign from. You know, I would normally go straight in with like the, um, the, the top teams. So in Italy, in France, any of these teams, I would just jump straight at. And I've really enjoyed it. Like, I've genuinely really enjoyed not being able just to handpick the talent that I know where the talent is. Okay, don't get me wrong. We've gone in and we've bought um, Trubin from, from Shakhtar, right? The goalkeeper. Mm. Uh, we know he's a good player. Yeah, we got him on, a, on his release clause. It was only 29 and a half million. Um, very shocked to be able to sign him, but it's a good sign. He's my goalkeeper for probably as long as his save lasts. I went and bought uh, Marcus Leonardo from... Santos, again, we know he's a good talent, don't get me wrong, but it was still 
you know, a bit harder to sign him, but we, we knew that these guys were good. And then we went and found some, some random chaps that seemed to be doing very well for us. Uh, sent the scouts out to, to, to Norway, to, to all of these places. And we found some really good talents and I'm really happy with what we've got. Um, and hopefully we should fingers crossed do quite well with this save. It is tough. It's, um, it's, easy in the league but then obviously when we come up against the champions league we've got to build a team that can come that can do good in the champions league we beat celtic in the uh, first leg and second leg of the round of 16s we now play inter milan in the champions league quarterfinals and that will be just the next stream actually it would be would be done it by now but yeah it's it's strange um it's a very taxing system. It's very high press. It's very win the ball back, counter as quick as you can and create some overloads and create some really nice patches of play when that shadow striker gets the ball and plays it forward. But we are still conceding a lot of goals. We still got to try and suss out how we sort that back three out. We are playing a libero. We're trying all sorts of different things to try and make it a bit harder and tie, tie hands behind my back. I think that's kind of it, right? Like we've obviously talking about these different types of sit. Now, mine is a bit extreme, but you can see out in the community, a lot of people putting different rules, restrictions, constraints, whatever you want to call it, um, onto saves. And it sounds like a lot of the reason is to make it a bit harder, more challenging. And I, I don't, I don't think it's an easy game. I don't think FM is an easy game. But that's because you think, got sacked. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, disclosure, full disclosure. I, I, I think but, this year has been been an easier game. Now, granted we go through the list of the teams that I've managed. Yeah, okay. But I do feel that it's very easy to pick up a team without any restrictions and go and build a team, sell players, buy players, and and build that squad to, to produce. And you can move quickly, right? And you can yes. bring in lots of cash and, and turn things yes. around really quickly. And I think I, even Matt was saying, when Matt was doing that save and he went from uh, lower league English team was a Basing Stoke or somebody, I can't remember. I wasn't name. listening. Um, and he ended up in Groningen and then ended up in the Premier You know, like you can move pretty yeah. quick. So there seems to be a bit of an appetite. And again, I think it comes down to we're in the summer. People have had the game for nine months that people are looking for those challenges. And part I'll, of me thinks, you know, should the game facilitate more of that? Like, should you be able to have more of those? Like, I want to go and do a homegrown only. I want to go and and maybe have a bit more of the, like rather than you doing it in the game, especially like what well, the way I have to do it in the game. It would be cool to think that you could have modes in there that will actually set that environment up for you, especially when you want that new challenge. Yeah, forums, I mean, it makes, forums. it makes it quite difficult in certain aspects of it. I mean, like, for example, if I, let's say I need a striker, I go to my director of football, and I say to my director of football, I need a striker. Now, my director of football does not know what I'm doing, right? He doesn't know the, the idea that I have in my head. He'll come back to me, and he's given me Ed and Jacko into Milan. He's given me, you know, Maxi Gomez, he's, he's giving me these strikers that I cannot sign. So it would be nice if you he could, doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't know. Of course he doesn't know because we, you know, mm -hmm. you can't. But it'd be really nice if we could implement that somewhere that actually in that club vision. Yeah, okay, here's the club vision. But also, what I'd like to add to the club vision is I'm going to do all what you want me to do. Plus, I want to add this, this, and this in the five-year plan that we only sign players outside those top five mm -hmm. for financing reason or for whatever. Um, but you can't do that, you know. I'd also say that we are going to try and treat this. I don't. I don't like to use the word realistic because it's not a realistic save. I've bought. I've sold eight players and I've bought nine players in it. That's not realistic in a window in in the winter after the World Cup. But 
we've obviously still got Timber. We've got Alvarez. We've got some good talents here, and we've got some young good talents. If somebody comes in and they want them to leave, I'm not going to force them to stay. It's not what happens at Ajax. If somebody wants to go, they go. So that could cause a little bit of upheaval. But yeah, I mean, there is only so much you can do with tying your hands behind your back where it does become a little bit click and, click and play. But let's hope that we don't get to that stage. And plus, we play the game a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, we do play the game a much. lot. Yeah, So that, that's why you're always looking for that change in that variety. But no, it's cool. Like I haven't seen anyone really do it where you're like, I'm, I'm. I remember we had Sam Ty on a long time ago, and he said he would do a either network save or like a joint. Like him and his mates would take over clubs, but they could only buy from certain random countries. But it was random. But to exclude the top five definitely makes IX in particular a bit harder, right? Because it's IX at the end of the day, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'd like. I mean, I haven't done. I haven't gone through. I'd like to know. I know they've just bought. Um, when they bought Tadic, they. I think he was. Was he not at Southampton or was he, did he go somewhere? He went Dortmund actually, wasn't it? He was at Dortmund and got put in. But they, they don't normally sign from the Premier League. They don't normally sign from these divisions. They do normally sign from from either bring, mm. bring them through their youth or, or they do yeah, yeah. monopolize the air division where they will bring in a lot of the talent that's locally, like they do with Bayern Munich, like, like, also like what Bayern Munich do with the Bundesliga. But um, I don't know. I'll be honest, I don't know. Um, I'm just trying to make it difficult you know we're playing a libero two inverted wing backs and a roaming playmaker i mean i'm trying to make it as hard as i can last question dupe so if you manage to rise the coefficients and bring the dutch league into the top five then yes. you can sign mbappe <laughs> um yeah i mean it's it, we are going off of the in-game re uh, reputation um so yes at the moment we are seventh the edivisie but there's every chance um and yeah, if that happens, then if, if if Italy drop out the top five, I can then start signing from Italy, yeah. Well, I'm destroying Milan. Joe's tearing up Juventus. You never know. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> no, I think, the, I think the, it, the Italian leagues are probably safe. Um, okay, well, I think that's that's all with the save-up day. I mean, that's that's Football Manager. We're a Football Manager podcast. We've talked about a lot of Football Manager. Uh, Joe, my last question to you is, uh, are we doing a quiz or are we not doing a quiz? 100% we're not doing a quiz. Okay, well, that brings episode 310 to a close. We'll put that music for the quiz just, just on the back burner for Mad. Uh, you can no find problem. the links for all of us in the podcast description or by visiting fivestarpotential.com where you can find all of our latest Football Manager content. Plus, you'll be able to find the links to Mad's stream and his newest blog about his AC Milan safe. Five Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify, and most other popular podcast apps and platforms where a new podcast released every single week. Thank you so much for listening. There'll be more from us next week. Hopefully, say goodbye, folks. Arrivederci. Ciao. Uh, I don't know what the Dutch is for goodbye. So, goodbye. <laughs>